Shalom to all. Today's office superstar Yotas, we are starting the 12th line, the second word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Misha, Hernashom, Shadavanulia, and Lili Nishmas, Mars, Rivka, Basar, Meir, Zev, Hernashom, Shadavanulia. Now we've been discussing a variety of intertwining sugyas, which started with Pasha Asura, Pasha Hitter, and how that relates to Edus in general, how it relates to Edus regarding the validity of a star, and the Gemara ended off with a statement regarding Shtaros, If a person admits that they indeed wrote this star, it doesn't need to be certified or double-checked, if you will, in Bezdin. For example, Shimon brings a star showing that Reuven owes him money. If Reuven admits that he wrote it and had Adam sign it, that's all we need to collect with it. And Reuven is not believed to say, but I paid. He doesn't have a Pasha Asr over here, because if he really paid up, then why does Shimon still have the star? Now the Gemara tells us, Gufa, Amrav, Hun, Amrav, If the person admitted that he had written the star, so we don't have to be it, we don't have to certify it, double-check it in Bezdin. So I'm like, Nachman. Nachman asked him, Why do you have to steal from people? What does that mean, stealing from people? You mentioned this statement as it's an independent statement. If you hold like Rav Meir, so just say like the like Rav Meir. Why are you saying this independent statement? When in essence, that's really Rav Meir's opinion. So what do you hold like? So he said, when people come to us for a din, we tell them go and be your star, go and certify it, and then come down to din, and then we'll pass your din Torah. Meaning in our bazin, we do not hold of this. We hold that you do have to be. If he says that this is a shtar amana, he's not neman. Now, what's a shtar amana? That's a shtar based on trust. Ruvain wrote a shtar for Shimon that he owes him $100. Shimon never lent him that money, but he trusts Ruvain not to collect with his shtar unless a loan actually takes place. The reason why Ruvain did this is because one day he might need money right away, might not have time to write up the shtar, so he already deposited this shtar with Shimon that says that he owes him $100, even though he never borrowed it. So if someone says this is a shtar amana, we don't trust him. So Gemara asked the Kamarman, who's saying it is a shtar amano. Even if you want to say the kamar loiva, it's the loiva, the one that borrowed the money, or at least according to the shtar, it says that he borrowed the money, and that fellow is saying it's a shtar amano. I never actually borrowed the money. Pshita, of course he's not believed to say that it's a shtar amano. Kol kamine, why should we believe in this a shtar amano? If Shimon's coming with a shtar that says Ruvain owes me a hundred dollars and there's Adim signed on it, why should we believe Ruvain to say, oh, it's just a shtar amano, I never really borrowed the money? So it's not a chiddush to say that Ruvain's not believed to say that. So we say, okay, fine, Velo to kamar malva. It must be that it's the malva saying it. The one who lent the money is saying that really this is not a valid I would never really lend him the money. The Gemara says, so why are you telling me you don't believe him? Tavel of bracha. There should be bracha on him. If the Malva is being honest and saying that he never really lent money based off of this star, why should we not believe him? So the Gemara says, okay, El Dekamri Adim. It's Adim that are saying that this star was really a star mana and money was never really lent based off of it. The Gemara asks, If we have certification of their signatures coming from somewhere else, we have another document that they signed on, so we know this is their signatures without them saying that this is their signatures. Of course, they're not believed. We had already brought this concept up in the previous stuff. It's called it's like we already have a Haggadah's Edus from them, from this other star which they had signed on, so we don't need their Haggadah's Edus right now, and we don't believe them to say that it's not a valid star. If we don't have their Ksavyad come from somewhere else, and it's only based off of these Edim right now telling us that this is their signatures, that we know that this is even their signatures. So my Lemehemni, why would they not be believed? They have a Pasha Asar. Sigmar tells us, Simon Bez Aleph Shin, this is a Simon of the three different answers that we're going to have right now. Amar Rava, Rava tells us, It's a Loiva saying that this is Shtar Mana and I never borrowed money. It's like If he agreed that he had written the Shtar, we don't have to be Mekayimit, we don't have to certify it in Bezdin, and the moment that he admitted that he wrote the Shtar and he had Adam sign it, he's not believed to say, but I never borrowed money based off of the Shtar.
says, We're actually talking about a case where the Malva says that he never lent the money. It's just a Shtar Mano. And why would we not believe him? It's going to turn out to be a Chayv, a detriment for somebody else if we do believe him. So therefore, we're going to believe him. What would that case be? Just like Rabnason. Titan, you have a bride. Rabnason, he says, How do we know if Ruven owes Shimon money and Shimon owes Levi money? How do we know that we could take money from Ruven and give it directly to Levi? Because the Pasuk says, And he shall give it to the one whom he's guilty to. So the situation over here is that Ruven owes Shimon money, Shimon owes Levi money, but by Shimon saying that Ruven does not owe him money, that means that Levi is not going to end up getting his money because Levi's money is coming from Ruven. And now if Ruven doesn't have to pay Shimon, that means that that money is not going to end up going to Levi, so it's going to turn out to be a chayv for Levi by him saying, oh, this is just a shtar money, so we do not believe Shimon in this case. Rabbi he says, really, it's the Edim that are saying that it's a shtar money. And we don't have a proof of their signatures anywhere else. So you had said, why should they not be believed? Like Rav Kana said, a person is not allowed to have a shtar money in his house. Because the Pasuk says, you're not allowed to have an injustice, something which is wrong inside your house. And you based on top of Rav Shesh's bridge, Rav Idi Shmaminam and Rav Kahana, we learn from Rav Kahana, Edim Shamru, if Edim say, Amana Hayud Varenu, that which we signed on the Shtar was really just a Shtar Mana and money was never lent based off of it, ain't a money if they're not believed. My time, why not? Kivan the Avluhu, since it's an Avla, it's an injustice, a Avlu like me. People don't sign on something which is wrong, and by the fact that they're saying we signed on it, that's called being Mesim Atmam Russia. They're turning themselves into Roshayim, they're saying that they did something bad, and as we said previously, we can't trust people to say that. Ain't other Mesim Atma Russia. Person can't make himself into a Russia, and therefore we don't believe in this Ashtar Mana, and we will collect based off of it. And once we mention this concept of this type of Ashtar that's not going to be had in the house, Amr Mishu Ben Levi, he says, A person's not allowed to have a Ashtar Perua, a Ashtar that was already paid up, he's not allowed to keep it in his house. Mishim Shinem, because the Pasuk says, Don't have an Avla, an injustice in your house. And Marav Mishmei Rav Amri, in Eretz Yisrael, in the name of Rav, they say, the Pasuk tells us, If you have something wrong in your hand, distance it very far. This referring to a star mana and a star pasim. A star pasim is a star that Ruvain writes to Shimon that he owes him a million dollars and really never happens. It just makes Shimon look really wealthy that he lent Ruvain a million dollars. Shimon can go around showing people, see, I'm really wealthy. I lent him a million dollars, even though it never really happened. So star mana and star pasim is something a person's not allowed to have in their house. And the passing continues, don't have an injustice in your house. That's referring to a star that was already paid up. Nothing more just points out. The one that says you're not allowed to have a star perua, a star that was already paid up in your house, for sure, a star mana is not allowed to be in your house. But a manda'amr star mana, the one that says that you're not allowed to have a star mana in your house, but that manda'amr would not necessarily say that it's usher to have a star perua in your house. Why is that? Because the zimnim demashilei apshiti de safra, it's possible that he's going to be keeping the star because the money that's being paid to the cipher. Shimon lent Ruven money, Ruven paid him back, but Shimon's not giving Ruven the star back yet because Ruven didn't even have money to pay the cipher who wrote up the star. So Shimon says, I'm not giving you the star back, even though you paid me for the loan because you still didn't pay me the few coins that it cost to pay the cipher. So once you give me that money, then I'll give you the star back. So according to the Mandamata, you're not allowed to have a star money in your house, a star perua, it's not so bad because it's very possible that the entire loan wasn't fully paid back. Again, part of the loan could be considered paying the cipher, paying the scribe who's writing the star, and that's why a star perua would be allowed to be kept in a house. The Gemara continues, Itmar was stated, Sefer She'enai Muga, a Sefer, such as Tyre Nevim Ksuvim, that's not fixed up, meaning it has extra letters or words or it's missing some letters or words. Amr Abayami, he tells us, up until 30 days, Mutala Shaisa, a person's allowed to have such a safer in his house. Mikan ve'elich, from then on, asla shaisa, he's allowed to have it in his house. Misham shenerim, because the Pasuk says, al tishkan ba'alacha avla. In avla, an injustice is not allowed to dwell by you, and dwelling is 30 days. And why is a safer she'eni muga, this safer which is not fixed up, why is that considered an avla? Well, since it's missing letters, or it has extra letters, it's missing words, it has extra 
words, if a person learns from it, he might end up passing the halacha wrong based off of this mistake that's inside the sefer. So he's not allowed to have it in his house for more than 30 days. Now, Rav Nachman, he tells us, If Adam say that this is a shtar mana and we signed on the shtar mana, money was never lent based off of it, ain't no they're not believed. And also if they say, they're also not believed. What is my da? So in the shtar, it says that Ruvain sold Shimon his piece of property. But the Adam that signed on that shtar testifying that when they signed, Ruvain told them that he was forced to sell his property to Shimon and he proved to them that he was forced to sell his property to Shimon. That's called being Meiser Maida. It's like an official proclamation that I was forced to sell it. So now they're coming to Bezin and they're saying, even though the document says that Ruvain sold his field to Shimon, he was really forced to do so. Rav Nachman tells us they're not believed to say that Maida Hayud Varenu. Now, Mabra Vashiyamr, he tells us, Amana Hayud Varenu Enamanim. If they say that it was really Amana, they're not believed. Maida Hayud Varenu Namanim, they are believed to say that it's Maida that Ruvain was forced to sell to Shimon. My time, why is that? Because Haini Tain Lakasev, Haini Tain Lakasev. A Shtar Amana is not allowed to be written, but a Shtar Maida is allowed to be written. The reason why Shtar Amana is not allowed to be written is because we have this Pasuk, Al Tishkan Bayalacha Avlo. And Maida is allowed to be written because they're just saving Ruvain from harm. If Shimon was forcing Ruvain, obviously it's in Ruvain's best interest to write the Shtar. So therefore, this Shtar Maida is allowed to be written, and therefore not considered Rashaim if they sign on the Shtar Maida. But now, Bamine Rav Amir Nachman Rav Asr of Nachman, Tenai Hayud Varenu Mahu. What's the halach of these Adim say that our words are based off of a Tenai? Ruvain did sell his field to Shimon. However, it was based off of a Tenai. Something had to happen for the sale to be valid. And they're telling us that that Tenai that the sale was based off of didn't happen. So what's the halach in that case? Can we believe them? The reason why Yerav Nachman would say that they're not believed to say that is because they're uprooting the Shtar. They're basically saying that this Shtar that we signed on is not really a valid Shtar. And over here also by saying that the Tanai wasn't fulfilled, they're uprooting the Shtar. They're saying that the sale is not valid. Perhaps Tanai is just a side thing. It's something else. It's something different. They're saying the Shtar is valid. The sale took place. Nothing strange happened over here. Nothing shady happened over here. It just happens to be that since the Tanai wasn't fulfilled, so that's the only reason why the sale shouldn't go through. But the Shtar itself has nothing wrong with it. So I'm aware of Nachman told him, when they come to us for dinner in such a case, I'm reading who we tell them, go be Makam the Tanai and then come to din. Basically, we tell them, you gotta go be Makam the Tanai. But now another variation of this case, Adam or Tanai, Adam or Adam Tanai. Both Adams say that this is a valid star, but one of the Adams says that there was a Tanai built into the star also. Even though it's not written there, he says the sale was only Al Tanai something. So what's Allah over here? Amar Papa, he says, Both of them are giving Edos that this is a valid star, and the one that's saying that there was a Tanai over here also, Chad, he just considered like one aid. And the words of one aid are not believed in the place of two, and therefore it's a valid star without a tenai. But now Maskalar of Hunabrade Rishu, he asks, Yahachi, if that's really so, I feel Chavayunami, even when we have two people. In our case that we just previously mentioned, when we have two people saying that this is a valid star, however, there was a tenai built into it, we believe them and we say, you can't collect based off this star until you fulfill the tenai. And how does that work over there? El Amrina, we say, they're coming to uproot their Eidos. Even though they just said that this is a valid star, they're uprooting it right afterwards by saying, but it has a tenai built into it. So, Hainami, this aid also, Lemakar Saduse Kaasi, he's coming to uproot his Eidos. He said it's a valid star, but it has a Tanai built into it, and therefore we should believe him. It's not one versus two. It's not one aid saying there's a Tanai over here, but two Adams saying that it's a valid star. It's one aid saying it's a valid star without a Tanai. It's another aid saying it's not a valid star because it has a Tanai in it. And Mehelch is a Grafun and of Yeshua. The Allah is like Grafun and of Yeshua, that they can't paskin based off of what's written in the star unless that Tanai is fulfilled. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with more cases regarding Eidos. For now, Everyone should have a wonderful day.